in something from Cabran. <clears throat> there is no struggle of soul and body save in the minds of those whose souls are asleep and whose bodies are out of attunement. They say to me, you must need, you must needs choose between pleasure of this world and the peace of the next world. And I say to them, I have chosen both the delights of this world and the peace of the next. For I know in my heart that the supreme poet wrote but one poem, and it scans perfectly, and it also rhymes perfectly. Okay. <clears throat> Trying to get totally focused here. Ooh. I don't know if I read that right. <laughs> uh, if it didn't make sense, it's all right. <laughs> um, so this weekend, well, it still seems loud. Maybe I should move my mic. Oh. Um, on December 2nd through the 4th, that's this Friday through Sunday, uh, Laura's going to be holding a retreat out at the Red Corral Ranch off the beaten path. There's a couple of positions still available. And um, so would like to see you out there. Brian and I are going to come out and spend Saturday evening with you all, just sharing and, and having a good time, I'm sure, with dinner and, and an evening event. So if you're interested and haven't signed up yet, you might want to talk to Laura so that she can get you scheduled in and get that all worked out at the center, out at the retreat center. And um, if money is an option, uh, uh, obstacle for you, we do have scholarships, full scholarships, so be aware of that as well. And please do come. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a good way to move into a quieter moment in this Christmas rush. I don't know if you've been out shopping yet, but I went out today just to do some personal errands to get some things that I needed for myself and a couple of other things for a birthday present. And oh my goodness, <laughs> between the Target and the mall I went to, everybody's already rushing for Christmas. So this would be a great way to kind of get a quiet moment and maybe get more in touch with that true Christmas spirit. So. That was a good I think idea. it Go ahead. starts Friday night, what, around 6 or 7, what was it? And goes till Sunday noon, is it? I know it's right there in front of me, but I don't have it. <laughs> Friday at 7 till Sunday at 2. You know, if you don't know by this point in time, we like to bring it up. The, this retreat is a weekend. It's, it's just $150, which is not much for a weekend retreat. Um, but if you don't know our policy in ILM, don't let money hold you back. If you really want to do something, a retreat, a workshop where there is a cost, and this is actually our cost, by the way. We don't make any profit on this. It's all the cost of what we're being charged for any retreat centers. And if it's something you'd like to do, though, but the money is the thing that gets in the way, come anyway. Just let us know. We've always been that way. If you haven't heard that before, you're hearing it now. I always like to mention it every few months or something in case, because I know there's always new people showing up. Just so you know, that's how we operate in ILM. We don't make money in anything we do. 
we always charge the cost. And, and we also have people who make donations um, to help give scholarships so that people can attend these retreats that do cost more money. So just don't let that get in the way if, this, if there's something, whether it's this weekend retreat or anything that we do, the books, the tapes, or whatever it may be, that to help yourself. And if you're not really sure and if you have an issue receiving abundance, come and talk to us. Participate. Don't let anything hold you back because that's just inside of you. You're hearing directly from us and ILM that it's okay with us. So we really mean that, and we want you to know we mean that. And then it's up to you, though, how you want to participate with that. But I say that. I'm not trying to push it, but we always hear people have a hard time still receiving, even if it's a $10 book or a tape, you know, let alone a $150 weekend. I remember my big stretch um, back in November of 1999, and this is where I broke through this for myself, that the annual retreat we do every year up in uh, Fort Wayne, Kalamazoo area, I really wanted to go to it. And here I am living in Austin. So I remember going up to the gym for days. I was just twisting and turning inside of me, but I wanted it so bad. I finally went up to him and was stumbling over my words and said, you know, I'd really love to be able to go to that retreat, but I don't have the money. So not only was I asking for the scholarship for the retreat, but also asking for help to pay for airfare to get up there. So I was like really stretching myself. And then when I did it, I remember how much I went through inside. And then all of a sudden, Jim's like, oh, okay, well, let me see what I can do. Calls me back up the next day and says, well, we got everything set up. You know, so I'm like, that's it? It was that easy? Yeah, I went through all this inside of me, and it was that simple and easy for you? So it was kind of fun for me to have that experience, and it made a big shift. And so I share this story because sometimes we can let anything get in the way, whether it's money, finances, or whatever it is. And those are just simple, simply opportunities of blocks within us. Remember, it's not really about the money. It's about what is it that's inside of you that's stopping you. What I've learned on this pathway, am I going into the talk already? <laughs> is there any other announcements or should I just continue on? No, go on. <laughs> but I've, no, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> we'll see if I can pick it back up. <laughs> I've learned to say, I just love it when it happens now. <laughs> What I've learned on this pathway is that truly everything that physically happens in our life is just a tool. And if we use the tool for what it is meant to be, it'll reflect back to us our own inner process, our own inner experience. And so in this case, I'm sharing an experience around money and the block I had inside of me and asking for what I really wanted. And then when I stepped forward and really did ask, and to see how easy it was in the outer, all of a sudden, it just let go inside of me. And from that day forward, it's been a lot easier to ask for what I want and then just step forward. And I've also had my share of no's. That's not going to work. But it doesn't bother me so much anymore, and I'm not so scared to even ask now. Or before, I was even scared to ask. And, you know, so that made a big shift in my life. And actually, it was during that retreat, because it was so big, is where everything my life really transformed from that one request and going to that retreat is where my life changed. And from that day forward, it's been different. And what if I had held back? I may be doing the same thing I was doing six years ago, still stuck in my ways, still not really experiencing that greater dynamic and our, that oneness with God. Because when I stepped forward through that, it opened the doors, not only outwardly, for me to actually go and have an experience at a retreat, getting together with everybody, 
but really it opened the doors inside of me. And those doors that opened inside of me brought a whole other level of freedom and greater inner experience in the realms of spirit. So I really know the power of making choices, stepping forward, and not let anything hold me back in this world or in this world inside. Because I know the two are correlated. It's really all about the inner, but this auto-reflection gives us the tools and the opportunities to really stretch and grow to those greater levels of freedom inside. So take those opportunities. Pay attention to what's going on inside of you. What are your experiences? Where do you feel blocked? Where do you feel scared to step forward? All you have to do is be willing to look at those things. And as you're willing to look at them, as that comes up into your awareness and the greater clarity comes, also comes the greater power to step forward and step through those inner blocks that hold us back with what we want in our physical lives. But truly, that's again just an outer reflection of what we want in our inner lives. So use everything, whether it's this retreat or anything in your life, whatever it may be. I've always wanted to be able to really share in front of a group, but I was always so scared. I used to let that inner fear hold me back. But then when I just started doing it, I remember just like this, when, I'd, when we'd do a Q&A or just pass around the microphone just to share, I'd take the opportunity and start talking. And in that, little by little, those barricades, those blocks, those fears inside of me began to melt away. And the more they melted, the more I could share. And the more I could share, the more I could open within me to let that greater flow of spirit move in me and through me. And it's always that process of just really allowing ourselves, giving ourselves the opportunity to step forward, to open to that greater flow of the spirit within. And as we do that, we step forward and our lives truly do change for the better. Our lives physically can transform because we allow that opportunity within to step through whatever that is within us that's holding us back from those physical actions. It's so funny. Even though sometimes there's, there's something we may think we want so bad in this physical world, it's really within us. That desire is within us for whatever that is we are desiring out here. But if we pay attention... And if we allow ourselves the opportunity to give ourselves a chance, those doors will open. But we've got to do our part. We've got to open the door, and then we've got to walk through it. And it's in the walking, walking the talk, and talking the walk, that the two become one, that we really live the divine within, that we experience that greater freedom inside, and then our lives will begin to transform and will experience a greater freedom outside. And the funny thing is, we won't even care then because when we have that inner freedom, a place of neutrality and loving, we really do come to a place of okayness with however our lives are physically. As simple as it may be or as grandiose as it may be, it'll all be okay. It just won't even matter because we'll know the physical doesn't really matter even though it's made up of matter. One of the things I really enjoy in being able to sit up here and not only share verbally is just that loving that I experience. Just looking into all of your eyes and just being present with you 
is a wonderful experience. This is what I love about getting together in groups like this because our focus is on the divine, is on the loving, and that as I look into the world around me, it's reflected back. So it awakens inside of me where I get to experience a greater fullness. That's the reason I keep coming and showing up so that I can experience this greater fullness. I remember years ago when I wasn't up here sharing and I was sitting in the seat in the audience, I'd always just hold my gaze upon the one who was speaking. And in this case, it was Jim. And so the more I could just hold my steadfast gaze, or you may see that in me now whenever Jim talks, I just sit there in such a quiet stillness, holding that focus, because in that stillness, peace be still and know that I am. It's in that divine presence, by holding that focus on that flow of spirit, whoever or wherever it's flowing in and through into this world is like a meditation. And in that meditation, I simply open within myself to allow that cycle of loving, that circle of loving, to move in and through the teacher into me, back on up to God, and from God through me and through the teacher. Because it's a two-way street. That loving knows no bounds. That loving has no one direction. That loving can move in any direction in all directions. It's just the flow of beingness. If we allow ourselves to simply to relax and just to be present and allow the flow to move however it wants to move is where we really experience that greater awakening within us. When we step in and try to control it to be the way we think it should be or the way we heard it should be or the way we believe it to be or have taken on somebody else's belief and think, oh, we need to do it that way, that's when I have found that I get in the way. So I have found the part of where we say getting out of the way or letting go and letting God is simply coming to a place of peace and stillness, letting go within me, just relaxing, just observing, holding my awareness at the top of the head, the spiritual eye, just allowing the presence of spirit to move in me and through me or for me to move into it inner and outer, the dance of loving. And it's through that dance we experience a greater oneness and flow. And all it is is holding our attention on the seat of the soul, on the divine as it resides within us. It's all we have to do. It's amazing how simple that process is. But yet, it's amazing how challenging it is when our mind is busy going, we're busy with the emotions and feeling, we're caught up in the imagination and the physical body. But if we pay attention, we'll see where we're being caught up, we'll see where our focus is, and it's in that awareness of where your attention is, by you having the conscious awareness of where your attention is, now gives you the power to change the focus to where you choose to place the focus. So choose to focus up here to the divine. Hold your attention there. People are always saying to Gemini, well, I don't see the light. I don't hear the sound. It comes in all kinds of ways. If you don't see it, if you don't hear it, feel it, know it. I just had a lady the other day say, well, do you ever experience spirit? How do, and I actually didn't say it. I said, how do you experience it? She goes, well, 
I, I don't think I do. I never see the light. I've never seen that purple light you guys talk about. I've never seen the gold or the white or the blue. And then a few minutes later into the conversation, I said, okay, that's a good awareness that you're, you're, you don't know how you experience it. A few minutes go into the conversation, different subject. She goes, what is that thing when I feel my crown chakra open up? And I just started laughing. Remember the question I asked you earlier? How do you experience spirit? She goes, oh, is that what that is? So here she had her experience of how she was aware of the spirit within her. She would feel the top of her head. But she goes, but you guys are always talking about the third eye right here on the forehead, right? Well, I don't feel that. I feel this thing on the top of my head open straight up. And Jim and I just had a good laugh because that's really the direct path, the straight up, inwards and upwards, through the crown chakra, the spiritual eye, the sixth chakra. The truth is the two merge and become one. That is the spiritual marriage of the soul with the Holy Spirit, the merging of the soul into the divine where we become one with God. And as it awakens in the physical body, we will experience it all around the top of the head. So if that's you that experiences that way, you don't see the light, you don't get it at the third eye, look higher up because that's the greater truth. That's what we're going for. All you have to do is be willing to hold your focus. It'll show up one way or another. One way or another, you'll have an experience of what that movement of spirit is the awakening of your soul. Because when you have the intention, when you have the desire to truly awaken spiritually, to truly do, to truly want that greater oneness that you're longing for with spirit, when you have that, God supports you. It goes on. You may not believe it. You may not know that right now. But if you at least begin to look, begin to have faith, begin to believe in a sense, it can come about. But don't let your belief get in the way. I'm always hesitant to use that word because we can get into the mind. But if you can direct the mind and that belief into the spirit, it serves you well. So let the mind serve the spirit by focusing, by placing your attention mentally into the upper room, into these higher centers. And as you place that focus there, just relax. Hold your gaze. Chant the names of God. Chant the hue. Chant the sacred names. Then become quiet. And just watch. And listen. And feel. And experience however it shows up. Because it'll show up. It's always there. And if you pay attention, you'll see it. You'll hear it. You'll know it. You'll feel it. From the great God Nike, just do it. <laughs> There, I just did it. Let's see where my battery's at. I can't tell.
account, you still got two buyers. Yeah. Well, for me today, it was a very interesting process. <clears throat> I noticed it in my meditation, and then I really noticed it much more as I went out into the day. Have you ever felt like you're in a tug of war, and you're the rope, and one side is pulling you one way, and one side is pulling you the other, and it's ever stretching you? And you don't know if you're going to tear or if you're going to go one way or the other? I was feeling that both in my meditation this morning and then later on as I went out into my day doing what I was doing. And I could see so clearly the, the struggle that so many people go through in their daily lives. And yet they don't realize that they're in struggle or they don't know what to do with the struggle. I saw it in two ways. One was our involvement in the world of polarity and being caught up in the swing between the positive and the negative polarities of this creation. And ever swinging back and forth. And it's almost like in every breath sometimes we're swinging back and forth. As we breathe in, we go one way. As we breathe out, we go the other. And sometimes it's, it's stretched out more and it's over a minute's time or over five minutes' time or over a half a day's time we're swinging back and forth. But I, I found that, that that pendulum is ever moving in our consciousness, and in our lives. And the other action is this inward and outward motion. It's, it's also a part of that pendulum action, but it's a different, a different action. It's an outward focus, getting caught up in the world, and an inner focus, wanting to look up into the Spirit, up into God. And as I was walking around today, doing my shopping, looking at people, and watching what was going on, because I love to watch people. I love to watch their auras. I love to watch their process. Because I learn a lot about myself as I watch and observe just how people are doing their lives and how they handle or don't handle what is taking place for them. And to see where it is that they live from. Is it their mind? Is it their emotions? Is it their lust? Is it their greed? What is it that is their motivation by which they are doing in the world? And I could see a couple of things going on both for myself as well as for people as I was observing them. And that was that constant swinging of the pendulum, positive, negative, positive, negative, as well as that outward focus to reach out into the world and to create, to have, to manifest, to get a hold of, as well as to look inward and upward. And I could see the, the, the great split in us as human beings. And when I got home, I had a, a good opportunity for a few minutes to sit down and to go inside and just to evaluate a lot of what I was seeing. And one thing I realized is that there's a lot of people that enter onto a spiritual journey and they expect their lives to change. They expect to stop swinging on this pendulum of the world of polarity. And they, they look to have a stop to this movement of this struggle of the inward and the outward pull. And the one thing I have found that initiation, meditation, it can give us a point of reference to hold to in our consciousness, to hold to in our awareness, to ever move into and move from. But the pendulum keeps swinging, and the pull down and out, and the call and the pull inward and upward is ever taking place, whether we're an initiate or not, whether we're meditating or not. It's a matter of just how it is 
we reference into that movement in us and around us and how much we can stay centered and focused into the truth of who we really are that makes the big difference. And I realized it was very interesting because I was watching a mother with her daughter. And uh, I was at the mall and this woman was in the store and her daughter was all over the place grabbing things here and taking things there and sticking them under her shirt to a point that the uh, lady that was waiting uh, at the register had to come out and ask the mother to please stop her daughter from doing that and getting the things out from under her shirt and putting them back in place. And the little girl started crying, they're mine, they're mine, I'm, I want them. And trying to get them back under her shirt again, I guess she figured if it's under her shirt, it's hers. Maybe that's the rule at home. So uh, I watched that and I thought that was a very interesting process and that's how we are as that childlike quality inside, that human child inside. We see it and we want it. And we just began to find ways to take it, to grab it, to bring it to us, to get it to us. And, and it was an interesting dynamic to watch the child in me respond to the child in her. And I could find myself starting to laugh because I could see that part of me that used to often respond in that way. I want it, I'm going to get it, I'm going to grab it, I'm going to take it, I'll put it under my shirt and it's mine. Maybe it wasn't the same action, but it was the same energy. And it was, it was an interesting process then to watch the mother dealing with the child and having to lay rules down and define the boundaries and to help the child to understand that not everything that she wants is hers. And the, when, when the mother said that, the little girl looked at her and said, it's not, why not? I want it. And the mother took her back, took her out into the mall and they sat down on the floor in the mall and just started talking and I have no idea what she said, but when they came back in, the little girl was fine and started walking around with her mother and, uh, and I just thought it was a very interesting process to witness a mother handle it that way. And I realized that that's what I've done with myself is often those parts of me that go into disturbance that get caught up in the swing of the pendulum or in the tug of war inside between the inner and the outer, I've often found that the best thing for me to do is to sit down in a meditative action, just to sit down, go inside and talk with myself. But first I have to connect to more of that which in this case was the mother or the adult. I have to connect with the soul, with the spirit, with the divine in me and speak from that place all these other parts that are in reaction, that are in demand, that are in struggle and stress, to bring it back to a center, to bring it back to quiet. And I've noticed in talking to a lot of initiates as well as people that are just seekers on the path of, of spirit, trying to find where do they fit in, what practice will work for them, that oftentimes what they're looking for is the magic pill the solution to all problems, that if I do it this way, if I say these prayers this way, if I light this candle, if I get initiated or whatever it is, that it will be resolved, it will go away, or I will have the answer. And I wish that was true, but this world is a world of constant motion, and that motion is a process of action and reaction, and it is a process of the pendulum ever moving back and forth between the two polarities. And 
It doesn't come quiet. It doesn't stop in its action. Because that is how this creation of matter works. And this creation of matter works that way because that's how the soul can best learn the lessons that this creation has to offer. If this creation had centeredness, if this creation had quiet, had peace, had a sense of joy or loving, we would not need to be here because we as soul already know that. That dwells within our soul. We do not need to come into this creation to learn those qualities of self. We know them. They dwell within us. We live in them in the realm of spirit even if we're not aware of it. We come into this creation not to learn about the qualities of spirit, but about the qualities of matter and about this realm of duality. And so whether an initiate or not an initiate, one who is walking on a spiritual path as it might be seen by some and those that are really caught up in the physical world and the outer focus, it's all the same. It is a lesson to be learned about duality and about balance in that ever-moving move, energy of the pendulum in duality. And so as I was sitting there in my car watching people loading up their cars with all these different things that they were buying, I was sitting and watching myself as I was observing. And I realized where I was coming from in that moment was not so much from my centeredness that I really like to live in, but I was caught up in all these other people's energy. I was caught up in their disturbance and their rush and not finding what they wanted or whatever it might have been that was going on in them. And I couldn't pinpoint all that was going on, but I could feel all this movement inside of me, disturbance. And I found myself getting caught more and more up in a downward and outward action. And slowly I began to collect all that back to myself and say, wait a minute, I don't need to be focusing out there. I don't need to be involved in what they're going through. I don't need to be caught up in the outer. And I began to pull all my awareness back to my center, back to myself, back to my truth, and find that place where I could begin to move in centeredness rather than in reaction, rather than responding to the swing of the pendulum. And as I did, I realized how we as in individuals, how we as humans, and often get caught up in other people's energy and other people's dynamic without ever being aware of it and wonder why are we so stressed out? Why are we so disturbed? Why are we so caught up in so many different things running through us, rushing us into other things that really aren't us, really isn't what we want to do, but yet there's this push, this pull to go do it. Have you ever experienced that? I find that we live so unconscious in how we live our daily lives. Even those people that are walking a spiritual path often live their lives so unconscious. They may be very conscious in their meditation. They have a sense of conscious awareness in their dream state. But when it comes time to open their eyes and get up on their two legs and go out into the world and do their routine, 
they go unconscious because they are in their routine. They are doing what they've always done. They aren't taking that centeredness, that spiritual quality of their truth, their loving, their peace, their joy with them into their daily life, but rather they're just getting up and starting into their habit pattern, into their routine, and living the old way. And part of the old way is getting caught up in other people's energy and flowing with it, following with it, moving with it, being pulled by it, whatever it might be. And so I realized as I was sitting there, this was at Target, I was sitting there in the parking lot and realizing that this had happened to me in the store, I got out of the car again and I went back inside after I got myself centered. And I decided to walk through the whole store, just around the whole perimeter of the store inside and watch what people were doing. Take my time, step by step, pay attention, watch what was going on, but this time not let my focus go outside myself and get caught up in what they were doing, but rather stay centered with myself and just be the observer and just observe. And in that observation, I became aware of how easy it is to lose ourselves, to lose our center, and to really begin to live in a very outer dynamic. So as I walked through the store, I got to where they were selling Pizza Hut pizzas. And so I sat down over in this little area where people were having lunch and just was observing, just watching. And as I was, this little boy went running by and the father went running by after him. And then this girl came running by. I don't know who it was. I, I would suspect it was either the sister or whatever also come running by. And I could feel my energy just go with the little boy. And I got off center again. I started getting pulled out into that. And there was a part of me that just wanted to go rushing with him. It looked like fun. And I just wanted to go have fun and whatever that was. And then I felt the father's concern as he was rushing after this little boy to catch up with him again. And pretty quickly, I was caught outside myself. And I realized how easy it is for me and for us to just allow ourselves to immediately get caught back up in the world and how challenging it is to stay centered and focused and just to be the observer in this creation and not get so caught up in it. 